I think of gratitude as, as self-care. You know, it's, uh, I think of it as like eating or sleeping, food, exercise. It's something that nourishes your mind and your spirit. And when you pass that on to others, it does wonders for them. So my, my gratitude journey is to wake up every morning and find something to be grateful for and then take that gratitude and try to bring it to the world and think of at least one or two things that I can do during that day to be of service uh, to someone because gratitude just isn't a thought. Gratitude is action. And if you're truly grateful, then you want to spread it and you want to help others. And so I think of gratitude as action. First the thought, then the action. And if you combine the two, then gratitude can be extremely powerful, not only in your life, but in the life of others. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast on www.georgeandbenta.com, where you'll hear a new story each week that will inspire more gratitude in your own life. Our mission is to inspire 100,000 people to discover how to feel gratitude and live a happy life through the amazing life stories of our successful guests and their actionable tips. And now, the host of our podcast, Georgian Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today, we have a really special guest. She rose from a voiceless child in Jamaica to a U.S. federal judge and outspoken thought leader. She chose to create her own life destiny by focusing on purpose, embracing, embracing circumstances, and walking in gratitude. Today, Judge Janet owns her own publishing company, is a sought-after speaker, self-care activist, and serial author of Growing Into Greatness, Wild Heart Peaceful, Peaceful Soul, Pardon, and Island Mindfulness. Her mission is to empower others through the art of storytelling and the transformative power of mindfulness. And I also believe that she has uh, a beautiful name that is just perfect for, for what she's doing. Um, I think if there is a, a feminine for author, I think it's authorine, or at least it would sound really beautiful. So welcome, Judge Janet Authorine. Uh, thank you very much. It's really uh, so good uh, to be a guest on your fantastic uh, show. So thank you so much for having me. Um, I think your focus on gratitude is transformative, um, both for your guests, because we get to take a break from all of the negative energy in the world and focus on something that's going to nourish us. Um, and for everyone out there who's listening because there's so much going on in the world now uh, that is not soothing to our minds and our souls. So thank you for the opportunity just to focus on what really matters. My pleasure. And I'm really happy that you picked up on that because it's actually one of the, one of the intentions with which I, I started the podcast that we, myself, the guest, and also our listeners will have this time in which they can focus their energy, their intention, their awareness towards gratitude. And 
I think it's it's a wonderful thing that you that you managed to pick that up. So let us know a little bit more about you. How was life in Jamaica? How how did you uh, get to move to the states? And what's what's your story from from the beginning? Let's say. Ah, well, I would like to say my gratitude uh, journey uh, started in Jamaica. I'm from a small town of Dalby, St. Thomas, um, which is the easternmost parish in Jamaica. Very, very small town, very, very uh, community friendly. Um, and I had my formative years there, uh, which were, were, were fantastic. Um, we were poor, but sometimes it was really hard to tell because we were surrounded by community and uh, there was so much love and so much nourishment um, that it was just a fantastic place to have a childhood. Um, I don't think it was until I, I moved to the U.S. Um, and got TV. <laughs> I didn't have a television when I was growing up in Jamaica. Um, so sometimes you really don't know how uh, the others, I would say, uh, live. And so uh, you're just used to what you know. So it wasn't until then that I realized that, oh my God, I, you know, I think we were, we were super poor living in Jamaica. Um, but because of gratitude, it's, it's just not something that we focused on. Um, we focus on living life, enjoying life and, and caring for each other. Um, so I moved to, to Philadelphia uh, in my middle school years, which is always a tough time for any kid. <laughs> and I had my really thick Jamaican accent, um, which frankly, I didn't realize it would be so much of a, would be so much of a challenge that it actually was. So I walked, I walked confidently into the class uh, in the U.S., um, not really realizing that I was going to stand out <laughs> as much as I did. Um, I was definitely walking in gratitude because as a child from a small town in Jamaica, I was just happy, happy to have the opportunity, um, you know, to be on what you call the big stage that is the U.S. Uh, so really, that is my my story. Um, I call my story, you know, the immigrant journey. Uh, my mother had really, really big dreams for me. She worked really, really hard to get us to the U.S. so we would have an opportunity to fulfill our dreams um, and her dreams through us. Um, and I, I worked as hard as I could just to honor her and honor her hard work um, you know, eventually go into law school, which is really strange because I was such a shy, introverted child um, that it really shocked everyone. Um, but I knew that um, I wanted to make a difference in the world. And law school created the opportunity for me to go out in the world and do that. Um, as a quiet child, I also knew that um, I wanted to be a writer and that I had stories to tell. And I wanted to communicate that through writing. Um, so I've been blessed to be able to write a couple of books, um, one for children, just to, to really inspire them based on my journey in Jamaica. Um, 
a poetry book that is really the stories of women, the stories of women through poetry. And my last book, which is about mindfulness um, and about how to be grateful, um, how to live in the moment um, and how to appreciate everything that comes your way in life. Um, so my stories have all been about uh, helping others on that next step of the journey. Um, so, so yes, I'm absolutely, absolutely grateful for my journey from Jamaica and the things that I've been blessed to be able um, to do based on the hard work of my mother and my grandmother and all the aunties and all of the cousins who have absolutely poured everything in myself and my siblings so that um, we can have an easier life and a better journey um, than they were able to have. Yeah, that, that's amazing. This is, this is gratitude right here. And I think it's, it's wonderful that you mentioned this. But I, I didn't want to interrupt you. I think you, you got to a very interesting point. You are very happy and grateful uh, back in Jamaica because you didn't have TV. You didn't know that there could be something else. And I think this is something very interesting uh, for for all of us. When we don't have a, a comparison, we don't think that um, others have it better somehow or we compare with other people we are happy and i think that's that's so so interesting and i think it's one of the reasons why we feel so good in nature when we're in nature we we don't compare with anyone else we just are and how we are is is perfectly fine and it's it's not something that um should be in a way or in another or it it, it just is and um I'm I'm pretty curious on on your take on this like how do you see this uh, certain perspective Um well it it's I'm so in line with that because when I was growing up in Jamaica I wouldn't say we grew up on a farm but we had land all around us so nature was everywhere uh we lived off the land I would get up every morning and go get, uh, go get a bucket. And sometimes I would need to gather some friends and go get our water for the day or go under our house and get the eggs for the morning for our breakfast or go climb a tree <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, pick a mango or a fruit for breakfast or help uh, either the guys with the breadfruit that we would have for breakfast or for, for dinner, we would go in the yard and dig the yams out of the ground. <laughs> so I, I spent, and that was our dinner. So I spent a lot of time in nature and also we spent a lot of time walking. Uh, school was at least a mile away and we would walk. And so I have just a, a strong affinity for nature and for the outdoors. And as far as your point about um, not knowing what you don't have, when 
when I talk to young people, and I try to do that as much as I can, I tell them all the time not to compare themselves to others, to wake up every morning being grateful just for, just for being alive and for being a part of the universe because the universe embraces us more than we know, more than we know. There are times when we feel alone, but we don't feel that connection that the universe is bringing to us. And that in itself is something to be super grateful for. You are not, as a young person, you're not like anyone else. You are super special. And when you focus on that, you never feel that you have to walk someone else's journey. You're always in your moment and in your moment of gratitude and appreciation so that you can walk confidently into the world um, you know, with love and with gratitude and, uh, and claim your place in the world. That's so beautiful. Claim your place in, in the world. <laughs> I love that. Um, it inspires, um, like you said, love, gratitude, but also a sense of self-respect, which is very important. And I'm sure that um, you are a great example of that. And um, I think it, it is very important to, to have that um, self-respect when it comes to interacting with the outside world. But I also wanted to, to ask you something about um, the Jamaican culture. Do you have some um, habits or some traditions that are related to gratitude? Well, being from an island, you know, we're, we're, <laughs> we are... We are surrounded um, by water, obviously. And so within that, you know that you have to rely on each other for almost everything. And so the most important thing to us is our family, it's our friends, it's our community. There's something about island life that gives you that special connection to each other. And community was huge for me. Uh, your parents weren't just your parents. You also had every single person in the community that would parent you. So I would walk over a mile to school every school day. And along the way, I would stop and talk to all of my mother's friends because they consider themselves my parents too. And if I didn't stop and say hi to auntie so-and-so, my mother would hear about it. <laughs> so, you know, we had a strong, strong sense of community, a strong sense of love and respect for others. And just that realization that we're surrounded by water and all we have are each other. And so, um, we have to we have to show that love. We have to show that community. Um, we have to be there for each other. Even though many of us were poor, we were rich in spirit. That Jamaican spirit 
of hard work is really, really strong. You see it. <laughs> you see it in some of our Jamaican stars, like Usain Bolt, who we're so proud of and who the world knows and who's made this wonderful name, not only for himself, but for, for Jamaica. Uh, but it's about hard work, that fighting spirit, and really knowing that with a good education, a good heart, and a lot of work, you can kind of accomplish anything that you set your mind to. And so uh, not, to, not to boast, but I think those from my little island of Jamaica tend to do a lot of good, not just for Jamaica, but for, uh, for the world, for the world in general. Uh, so I, I, I have a lot of island pride. <laughs> um, when you come, sometimes when you come from so little, uh, it makes you extremely proud and extremely grateful when you have an opportunity um, to shine, not only in your country, but outside, outside of your country. Exactly, exactly. I personally, I, I love the accent that uh, people from Jamaica have. I also love um, the music quite a lot. And also uh, there is a certain perspective on life that I believe is very inspiring. And, and I particularly love what you just said about the island life. I don't know how many of our listeners are living on an island, but um, through what you just said, you you took me there, and I was able to imagine for for a bit how it is to to actually be part of a community on an island. I've been on a few islands myself, and um, I saw that there as well, and it's it's something very beautiful, and I. I picked up on it a bit, but you explaining it to me is uh, really made a difference and helped me understand much better what it actually means. This episode is brought to you by Relationship Hero. Are you struggling with getting back your ex, coping with a breakup, moving on, dating, breaking unhealthy relationship patterns or dealing with mixed signals? Start working with a professional certified relationship coach now on relationshiphero.com gratitude. Relationship Hero is the number one relationship coaching service in the world with an average of 4.9 stars on Trustpilot. Here's what people are saying about the service. This has been my sanity over the last month. I have found this really great for me since the breakup. I'm really grateful for the advice she has been giving me. It has helped me change my perspective. Despite being busy with his schedule, Maxi never fails to check up on me periodically. It has changed the way I look at relationships. Go to relationshiphero.com gratitude to support the Gratitude Podcast and get $50 off your first one-hour coaching session. That's relationshiphero.com gratitude, but you will also find the link in the description. It's, it's amazing, I, I think, because we on land, uh, we don't realize uh, how much we actually rely on, on each other. Like, we, especially in bigger cities, we, there are so many of us that we don't see the, the connection between what I am doing and what my neighbor or, um, I don't know, people on the streets are doing for us. And on, on an island, I think it's, it's quite different. Like, you know that uh, 
that particular person is a fisherman or um, I don't know, another person is working in a certain field that is important for the community, for the island, and you have a different kind of appreciation, isn't it? Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. Um, and there's, <laughs> there's a phrase that's commonly associated with Jamaica, and it's the saying, no problem. <laughs> and <laughs> which really is a strong statement of gratitude because it doesn't mean that there is no problem is that if we have a problem, we're going to deal with the problem. We're going to find a solution for the problem. We're going to work together to fix the problem. So even when there are problems, uh, we can still stand in a, in a, pace, in a space of gratitude um, and work through it. So we don't spend a lot of time stressing over it because we know that the solution is there. It's just a matter of finding the right answer and working together to make things better. Exactly. That's, that's amazing. And uh, I think it's, it's a very important part of uh, what we can do as humans, like to have this kind of perspective that even if there are problems, there are also solutions and we don't have to give too much energy to the problem itself and much more to the actual um, solving of the problem and appreciating what, what is as well. But I also wanted to, to get to, to something else uh, that I believe is, is very interesting for our listeners as well. How is it to be a judge? Like you have... Um, so so much responsibility from from my point of view and um it's not always easy like i don't know if it's ever easy but um i'm curious how how you manage or how you manage to be a judge and also to be grateful dealing with all kinds of difficult situations well uh let me tell you a little bit about uh my journey um, to this position, because I think, like I said earlier, um, yeah, I was always I was always that quiet child, but I knew very early on that I wanted to make a difference in the world, and I wasn't sure how I, I would do that. I wasn't sure if it was going to be through teaching or writing, but I knew that I had the spirit of a peacemaker. I knew that my friends, when my friends came to me, they came to me to solve problems. And I wondered what I could do with that skill. So when I went to law school, everyone was shocked. You're so quiet. Lawyers are supposed to be noisy and loud and make strong arguments. Why would you go to law school? Well, I went because I knew that was a great venue to use my voice to solve problems. Um, I think you introduced me as a, a voiceless child in Jamaica, but I was so quiet that I was referred to as being voiceless because they saw me coming, but they wouldn't hear me saying anything. But I had that thing in me where I wanted to be a peacemaker. So I went through all of the studies of the law. I had different jobs. I was a tax attorney for quite some time. But I knew that that wasn't the thing for me. I hadn't found my niches yet. 
So when I got the opportunity to be a judge and to be able to spend my time listening to people, I love people, especially one-on-one, to listen to people, to hear both sides of the argument, to make decisions. I got very excited because I knew that this is an area where I could do the most good. Uh, So it's difficult, but every day I get up excited because there's another story that I can listen to. There's another problem that I can solve. Um, I can do my best every day to take the rules, to apply the law, um, to see if I can do some good for someone that's in front of me. So it's a very exciting job, excited, uh, exciting job. It's something that I'm extremely grateful for. Um, the Lord has blessed me and I use it as an opportunity to try to bless others. So while it can be extremely challenging, I think it's one of the big blessings that I've been given in my life. That's amazing. I love I love your attitude and how you how you see things. I, I think that's that's so beautiful and I can feel that it comes from a place of love and, and gratitude, which is well, I, wonderful. Yeah. Well, I think gratitude uh I think of gratitude as, as self care. You know, it's uh, I think of it as like eating or sleeping, food, exercise. It's something that nourishes your mind and your spirit. And when you pass that on to others, it does wonders for them. So my, my gratitude journey is to wake up every morning and find something to be grateful for. And then take that gratitude and try to bring it to the world. And think of at least one or two things that I can do during that day to be of service Uh, to someone because gratitude just isn't a thought gratitude is action and if you're truly grateful then you want to spread it and you want to help others and so i think of gratitude as action first the thought then the action and if you combine the two then gratitude can be extremely powerful not only in your life but in the life of others that's so and true. If you don't mind me just telling you a quick story, sure, um, of something that had a really, really strong impact on me. Um, I was in uh, New York for a presentation, and I am not very, it's a big city, I'm not very familiar with it. And I was getting on the train, and you know, the train station in New York is incredibly incredibly hectic, didn't know where I was going. But this woman, this elderly woman stopped me. Um, and I, I think she was homeless. She asked me for a dollar. Probably looked like she was about 70 and up. So um, I gave her, instead of giving her a dollar, I just went to my wallet and I gave her, I think I gave her $5. And At that moment, she grabbed my hand. (laughs) She grabbed my hand. She thanked me. And she said, can I pray for you? And I said, sure. (laughs) (laughs) It happened so fast that I wasn't sure how to respond. And she grabbed my hand 
And instinctively, I close my eyes in the middle of the strange subway. Here I am closing my eyes in front of a stranger. Uh, and, and she prayed for me. And that moment has stuck with me for, it's probably been about 20 years now. Um, but her gratitude in that moment uh, was surprising. Um, but it's been a blessing to my life. I think that's that moment changed the trajectory of how I saw myself and how I saw the good that we can do in the world for others and how small acts of kindness can be monumental to someone else. And so I always keep that story with me. Um, and every, I, I'm the kind of person who walks around with money. Uh, people will say, oh, you know, someone is asking for something. You don't know why they need it. But I always walk around with something to give to someone else because you don't know what their motives are. You don't know what their needs are. But what you do know is that in that moment, you can make an impact on someone that can change their lives. Um, and it also taught me that sometimes we only have a moment with the people that we meet, just one moment. She, that interaction with her was about a minute and a half long, and then she's gone. But whenever you meet someone along your way, you need to try to leave a positive impact on them. And you may only have 30 seconds. You may have three hours. But whatever time you have with someone, you need to leave them a little bit better than you found them. <laughs> so that's, <laughs> that's one that, that's strangely, that's one of the most powerful stories in my life was that interaction uh, with a complete stranger. And that interaction, more so than a lot of things, taught me how to be grateful. I love that. I love the fact that she could not do anything like she could have just received what she has received and um just go or something like that and she from my point of view unconditionally gave you something in return and that's indeed that's amazing and also of course the fact that you that you were the kind of person that appreciated that so much also amplified that quite a lot and i think that's that's a really beautiful story and i'm really glad that you you shared that with us so we are nearing the end of our time together and i wanted to ask you a little bit more about our situation right now with uh, the pandemic with all of this uncertainty um, how can we be mindful in in this period? I know that you have this book, Island Mindfulness, and I was thinking whether or not you can share with us some ideas on what we can do to, to be more mindful in, in this period. Well, I tell you, uh, this, oh my gosh, this has been so destructive and also so unifying. Uh, the world is sharing something that we haven't seen. We've all suffered, you know, such big changes in our lives. 
uh, collective anxiety, uh, losing people that we love, changing our whole way of looking at, at our lives and the world itself. Uh, a lot of us are working from home. A lot of us have lost jobs. We've lost loved ones. We're bombarded with negative news every single day. Um, so we have to we have to find peace within our circumstance. And it's really hard to find that. The practice of mindfulness has been really helpful to me because it's about drowning out all the negative noise and all of the negative energy and living in the moment, waking up every morning, finding something to be grateful for, being grateful to be alive, looking outside, seeing the trees, the birds, everything that's nature that the universe has to offer, finding joy in the small things, such as gardening or reading that book that you've always wanted to read, reaching out to friends and family on an afternoon that you normally would be so busy and just checking on them, checking on the elderly to see how they're doing. Um, so it's, it's, it's created a lot of problems, but it's also created community. We're all looking out for each other. Uh, our safety matters, not just to ourselves, um, but to the entire world. And so it's been horrible, but it's been a real opportunity for us to come together as a community. And just my mindful journey has been very helpful in, to me in getting through that. Because when, you're, when your brain is cluttered by stress and negative energy, it's hard for you to function and it's hard for you to help anyone else. And so uh, I've just been sharing as much as I can uh, through my books, through my talks, uh, through my sisters who've been under a lot of stress. Um, and when I say as my sisters, I mean uh, my larger group of sisters that I have um, on Facebook and in my sister circles just trying to help each other, just trying to uplift each other um, in any way that we can. Because if you focus on the breaking news cycle, you, it's, the pandemic is horrible, um, but what it does to your mind, your body, your spirit will even be more long-lasting. And so mindfulness at this point is a fantastic tool and just getting us all centered. Exactly. We we need that so much right now. And like you said, it's this constant bombardment of information that's mostly negative, which works <laughs> great for, for the media, but isn't that good for us is is something that we we should definitely find a way to um keep ourselves from as much as possible so since we're almost at the end of our time together can you share with our audience more about the book and also where they can find it 
Uh, thank you for the opportunity to do so. Uh, the book is Island Mindfulness, How to Use the Transformational Power of Mindfulness to Create an Abundant Life. And it really chronicles my journey going uh, from uh, a voiceless uh, child in Jamaica, uh, living in poverty, to getting the blessing of my mother's, my ancestors, to have the opportunity to move to U.S. and uh, to do some good things, not only for myself and my family, um, but for my friends and for my country. And it's taken my journey through the transition to the U.S., through school, through uh, having children, through divorce, through financial challenges and the rebound from that, uh, to finding my way to mindfulness, to focusing on gratitude, to focusing on the mind, body, and spirit, to centering myself in peace, and really taking my entire journey and teaching others how to use that island spirit, even though you may not be from the island, but just to learn that island spirit of peace and take it with you on your entire journey. So it's just been a blessing to be on the road and to connect with people and to share that journey with them. It's been transformative for me and hopefully it can be transformative for, for others. The book is available on Amazon <laughs> and it's also available on my website, which is www.janetauthorine.com. I love, I love people. And I love to connect with people. So if there's anybody out there who is stressed and overwhelmed and you want to join me on this island mindfulness journey, please reach out. I would love to connect with you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. We can definitely feel the love. And it's been a real pleasure having you on the, the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you. You are fantastic. I so appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. And um, I'm so happy that the world is getting an opportunity to know you um, and what you're bringing to, to your journey in life. Thank you so much. I, I really appreciate your kind words. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.